A major retailer is saying goodbye to physical media for movies. Our game's next. Plus, a deceased voice actor has been replaced by AI with the family's consent. Tonight is October 15th, 2023, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say, uh, even if... Gonna... You... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. On a week where Microsoft completes its acquisition and all that stuff, uh, I don't have it in the show role, uh, but it's done. So there you go. That's what you need to know. Here, here's here's the thing you need to know is that you're watching the Bobby Blackwell Show or you're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show. Hello. Welcome. Uh, this is where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on this Sunday evening, thank you so much. We do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, uh, almost, not next week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash Network. Come join us and interact with the show directly, but we are a podcast and sometimes news breaks uh, during the week that uh, that is huge and we talk about it in our Discord server. Vognetwork.com slash Discord is where uh, you can uh, you can talk uh, during the week uh, and then all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so here's what you need to know. Microsoft and, uh, acquired Activision Blizzard on Friday the 13th. Nothing can ever go wrong. Uh, Bobby Kotick has been asked to stay for the next couple months until January of 2024. Boo. Uh, and uh, and hopefully uh, that uh, hopefully things will get better for the employees uh, there. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting. Um, also, all the cloud gaming for all Activision products, Call of Duty and everything else, Ubisoft is actually controlling that. That's what all the European regulators were worried about were the cloud streaming. So Ubisoft actually has uh, exclusive streaming rights for all Activision titles, not Microsoft, not on Game Pass. Uh, so that doesn't mean the titles won't be on Game Pass. They just won't be able to be streamed on Game Pass. You can download them only. And uh, that's that's what you need to know about that. I feel we have talked a lot about that. Uh, the merger uh, over the past couple, you know, year and a half, how it was 16 months or whatever. Uh, we actually did a video back when it was announced, uh, like 16 months ago, over at the Vogue Network YouTube. And you can see it, see it there and uh, see if uh, anything we said came to light. I think we we thought that King would be broken off because of Candy Crush. No, that's that turned out not to be the case. But uh, that's it. That's all we're going to talk about with that tonight. Uh, as more new, th- as more things develop, uh, it's obviously the the deal is only two days old at this point. Um, with regards to you know any reduction in force because of duplication of staff, work staff, um, that's going to come out over the next couple months. Uh, but no, no reason talking about that tonight. What I can talk about is what's going to happen next week. Uh, so next week, I am not going to be here. Uh, I am going to be in Las Vegas for the first time, actually, at 
TwitchCon. So I'm going to be at TwitchCon, first time going to TwitchCon, first time going to Vegas. Uh, this is a whole new experience for me. It's going to be great. Uh, and the reason I'm going to TwitchCon is because I have uh, been selected uh, by Games Done Quick to be one of the hosts for Games Done Quick Express, which is a smaller a uh, smaller marathon uh, for uh, of sp a speed running marathon. I've been working with GDQ for for multiple years now, uh, and uh, we're benefiting Able Gamers, which uh, promotes accessibility in games. They do a lot of great work. Uh, the the marathon it's not a twenty four hour marathon. It is only for uh, it's going to only run going to run during the times of the convention, which is ten a.m. to seven p.m. Pacific on Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next week. And I am going to be hosting the openers. On Friday and Sunday of next week. So on Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, opening up with Pseudo Regalia, which is an amazing indie 3D Metroidvania type game, which means it has amazing movement tech. Uh, it's, it, it is a speedrunner's game because it is all about movement tech and out of bounds falling and, you know, glitches to and, and, and combo, comboing your movement to get to places you're not supposed to get to. It's going to be great. So Jackler's is going to be opening up the entire show with that. And then Mario Golf Toadstool Tour by Blue Candy is going to be following that on Friday. Uh, and then I'm going to be back Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific with uh, the opener of the last day of the marathon. Uh, so we're going to have Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions DS. Uh, we're going to have Stardew Valley with, with a two-player glitchless seated mines. That's going to be by the Valiant Sun and Terceptor. Uh, and then Silent Hill 2. We're going to be doing Silent Hill 2 at noon, uh, not at night. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, there, there's uh, – so that, that's what I'm going to be doing in terms of hosting. And, you know, so between you of me, you and me, uh, I'll tell you what else I'm going to be doing there because this is this – is, um, this is this is going to be new for me. So I am, uh, and I'm I'm going to tell tell you all this. And as far as I know, this is the plan. Uh, I have spoken to more people in this uh, about this plan, uh, and so I'm I'm pretty confident this is going to happen. Uh, I am making my on camera debut at GDQ. Uh, so since I am the opening host for two of the days on Friday and Sunday. They are going to be doing a basically a live pre-show or basically a live intro segment, uh, and they have said, "Well, the opener host should be." Uh, they've decided that the ho host who is opening the show should be on the panel with them. Uh, so I am actually going to be part of the first segment of the day on camera, talk previewing the day, uh, and on Sunday talking about what happened the uh, the previous day. So they they do these wrap ups at the end of the. At the end of uh, like in the uh, in the middle of the evening during the main marathons, but it never stops. So what they're actually doing is they're going to do an, a dedicated live intro for each day since it's, it's everything starts up at ten o'clock in the Pacific. Uh, and uh, since I'm hosting the uh, on Friday and Sunday at the first block, I'm going to be up on stage uh, with them talking to the camera about the the runs that are going to be happening uh, there. So, um. 
what I would like, because uh, I hope that this becomes, uh, you know, more of a, a a nice relationship between me and the GDQ cameras. Um, you know, if you are there, I don't know if the chat's going to be sub only. Don't spam, but you know, say that you you liked it when I was on camera. You know, say some nice things about me in the chat. Maybe it'll get back to them. Uh, because that's definitely a don't call us, we'll call you type of situation. So uh, very excited about that. That's going to be a huge opportunity. And um, so, and then I, right after that, I run over to the host desk and do the hosting like I've been doing for the past couple of years. So um, thank you so much uh, for, for supporting uh, and everything. So um, if you do donate during the runs, don't, you, you don't have to like, don't mention the podcast. Don't mention the network or anything. Um, because uh, I can't self-promote and I can't self-promote myself through your donations. But if you if you do donate, uh, you know, make it about the run, make it about the runner, make it about the charity, Able Gamers or TwitchCon or something. Um, listen, kind of listen out for uh, like the context of the things. Uh, there's going to be less donations to read. So you are more likely to get read because they don't raise as much money for these as they do for the mainline events. Uh, but every little bit counts for uh, Able Gamers. There will be excited for any amount so um so thank you so much and uh the breakman says bobby is moving up in the world it won't be long before he's rich and powerful and forgets about all of us i i won't forget about all of you i just forget about you breakman that's all that's the only one i'm going to forget about so uh so yeah so i will not be here next week i will and and the following week i'll come back i will take some video i will also mention this interesting part about twitchcon this is just twitchcon in general uh they have a very 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 strict bag policy uh which means that i'm not going to take my camera equipment because i cannot put it in a bag small enough for the twitchcon bag policy uh, I can't take my microphone. I can't take my uh, tripod. Uh, the, the bag that I usually carry around uh, is too large and will not be allowed in the convention center. So I will take some videos, but it'll be using a phone. So it's not going to be as, as good of a quality as my camcorder that I have. Uh, but uh, I'll get some videos and show you show show what TwitchCon is like. It's it's uh it's going to be interesting because I've never been to a TwitchCon. I've never been to the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, I'm apparently going to get to see the sphere, and I wonder what it's going to be on the sphere. Did Twitch pay $425,000 to put something on the sphere for five minutes? I don't know. We're going to find, uh, we're going to find out. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Sjordan says, so B-roll with the phone. It's all good. Just have a good time and network and again, have a good time. Yeah, no, I'm going to have a good time. I'm working in the morning. So then I've got all afternoon and all evening and all Saturday to do my own thing, uh, which may include being at TwitchCon, which may include just being in Vegas. Going, I'm going to the Pinball Hall of Fame at least once. Uh, but, uh, you know, other things, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We're, we're going to see how it goes. Um, so uh, I leave Thursday, and I will be getting back. I'm taking the red eye home Sunday night so I can be back at work Monday morning because uh, uh, I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dark Sis says, yeah, I hope you have some time for, for Pinball Hall of Fame. I've got lots of time because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I'm pretty sure that most of TwitchCon I'm not going to be interested in. The majority of TwitchCon, from what I can tell, because I've never been, and Rob will probably correct me later, uh, is like there's a little expo hall, but it's really about the meet and greets with partners, uh, and there are a lot of Twitch partners that have meet and greets, and you can sign up for them. Uh, but here, here's the interesting thing. 
because technically to TwitchCon, I am an exhibitor because that gets me into the venue so I can be there before the doors open. So we can, because we're starting when the doors open, people are going to be coming in and we're going to be on the air. So I am technically an exhibitor. Um, exhibitors cannot sign up for meet and greets until Tuesday. So even if I did want to do a meet and greet with a Twitch partner, I actually can't sign up until Tuesday. And a lot of the meet and greets are already full. So, uh, so I think a lot of TwitchCon is these meet and greets. There are panels, uh, there. Uh, I kind of like skimmed through the panels segment. Uh, the panel, the panel that I ran at DragonCon is being run at TwitchCon, except they lowered the age. I did a panel at DragonCon called "How Do You Do, Fellow Kids Thriving on Streaming Media Post 40. And it was people who were 40 and up. Uh, that panel does exist at TwitchCon run by somebody else. Says, are we too old for this? And it's streamers over 35. So, yeah. So, uh, so I'm probably not going to spend that much time at TwitchCon if I'm not, like, at the GDQ stage. Which, there's going to be a lot of great stuff going on at the GDQ stage. You'll probably see me in the crowd uh, throughout the weekend. Because that's probably going to be the best place to be uh, while there. But then, uh, you know, when it's over at 7, what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, Questbuster says, one thing to consider getting if you don't want to walk too much up and down the strip. Bus pass. Uh, my feet thank me. I am, uh, so the, where I am staying is on the monorail. And so I am getting a monorail pass to get to and from uh, the convention center and my hotel, which is, it's down the, the strip. It's the MGM Grand is actually where I'm staying. Uh, at the TwitchCon rates, because that was what was still available when I got told that I was going to be able to do this. So uh, I've got the monorail, uh, the, the monorail pass, or I'm going to get the monorail pass. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm going to get that uh, like an unlimited pass for four days when I'm there. And then uh, Uber and Lyft are going to be my friend. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I've, I'm kind of learning some stuff. And, and, and we'll see, because like I said, this is my first time in Vegas. Uh, so, um I'm looking forward to having a lot of fun. And I get to see Rob and Jamie from Orange Lounge Radio. I haven't seen Jamie in years. Rob, I saw like last week or something. It feels like last week. But uh, I haven't seen Jamie in years. So this is going to be great. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the news that, that happened this week. That wasn't the Microsoft merger because I've talked enough about the Microsoft merger. This is actually a story about movies. But... This is kind of starting like it's I think games are going to be eventually next. But I want to talk about this because I am very sad about this. Variety reports that Best Buy, the retailer, uh, is go checking out of the DVD business. So the consumer electronics retailer will phase out the sales of DVD and Blu-ray discs both in store and online in early 2024, according to industry sources familiar with the company's plans. Best Buy made the initial decision to end DVD sales nine months ago, according to one source. Best Buy confirmed Friday that it is ending the sales of DVD. It says, quote, to state the obvious, the way we watch movies and TV shows is much different today than it was decades ago. Making this change gives us more space and opportunity to bring customers new and innovative tech for them to explore, discover, and enjoy, unquote. Uh, so Best Buy will continue to sell movies and TV shows on physical discs through the 2023 holiday shopping season online and in stores before discontinuing sales in the new year. The company will continue to sell video games. As of mid-2023, Best Buy had 1,129 store locations with 969 of those, nice, in the U.S. Uh, 
News of Best Buy's any DVD sales were first reported by home entertainment blog The Digital Bits, which is a reputable source, and their server went down when Wario64 tweeted out this news, so it was a while before I could actually read the article. The move comes as Netflix, 25 years after launching its pioneering DVD-by-mail service, shipped out its last DVDs to customers on September 29th and let them keep their final discs if they chose to do so. Best Buy's uh, exit from the market will leave Walmart, Amazon, and Target as the top retailers for the U.S. stocking DVDs and Blu-ray discs. Also still in the physical disc game is Redbox, now owned by Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, which maintains a network of about 29,000 DVD uh, rental kiosks nationwide. Gamefly also rents DVDs, by the way, and and blue and 4K Blu-ray, which Netflix never did 4K UHD Blu-ray. Gamefly does. Amid the ascent of, uh, ascent of streaming, video sales of DVD and Blu-ray discs have been shrinking for years. The U.S. physical media revenue in the first half of 2023 dropped 28 percent to 754 million dollars, compared with 1.05 billion dollars in the year earlier period, according to data from Trade Association, the Digital Entertainment Group. Ingram Entertainment, a leading DVD distributor, recently announced that it would wind down operations after more than 35 years in business. The company said it will continue to provide catalog product to customers into the fourth quarter of 2023. Meanwhile, Walmart has been in talks with DVD distributor Studio Distribution Services, a joint venture of Universal Pictures and Warner Brothers, to assume management of portions of its physical media operations. Uh, Media Play News reported this summer. So, this sucks. And I get it. There's going to be people out there that are like, good. Thank God that we're finally, you know, getting rid of that because it's so much clutter and stuff. And I just, I can stream it. I can stream that movie. Yeah, until you can't. So there's a couple of reasons that I'm not, uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of this. So A is uh, streaming services delist things all the time, even things that they are the only ones who own. Uh, Disney Plus has delisted certain things and like like i am from what i understand the new tv show that was the will based on willow the new willow show it wasn't great but you cannot watch it anymore unless you sail the seven seas why because disney plus removed it from their service and they never put out a physical release of it so the only way you can watch it is by sailing the seven seas now that's it no more. So I hate that we're losing a lot of content just out in the ether. Unless, I mean, thankfully, there are preservationists on the seven seas, which, you know, is not a bad thing. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying that it's a bad thing. But that preservation, uh, the legitimate pres- preservation that allows the creators to get paid because people got residuals off physical media. Uh, that's why a lot of stuff was streaming only, and that's why there are strikes happening because they uh, they, they they didn't want to have to pay as much, and they didn't have to pay as much when somebody streamed it. So of course the studios are going to be like, well, we get more money if you know if we don't put it on physical media. So there and there, the people in chat are talking about other things. DJROMS says the Mighty Ducks Game Changers also was pulled. Uh, I mean, Paramount Plus pulled a lot of content. I mean, Max, HBO Max, or, well, Max now, but HBO Max pulled content, and the only place you could watch it was there, and the only place you're ever going to watch it is there. Um, so I'm sad about that, but also I am sad about those of us with data caps, and here's why. I'm going to talk about 4K movies. Now, if you have 4K set up, yes, Netflix will stream movies. They've got 4K UHD. 
They, they tout it as 4K UHD. Disney Plus touts it as 4K UHD. A 4K UHD movie, in terms of the data sent to you per hour, is about 10 gigabytes. Okay, so 10 gigabytes an hour to watch a 4K UHD movie on Netflix or Disney Plus or Max or anything like that. If the quality of the 4K UHD Blu-ray were streamed to you, it would be, for one hour, it would be anywhere between 50 and 100 gigs. The quality that you get on a 4K UHD Blu-ray is way better than the 4K UHD streaming that you get off of Netflix or Disney Plus or Vudu, if you use Vudu or Fandango Plus or Fandango Now or whatever that service is called. All of those 4K UHD, it's a lower bit rate, a much lower bit rate than you got on those discs, which is why I buy 4K UHD Blu-ray discs still today, even if I have the service that it's streaming on, that same movie is streaming on. I could stream Ready Player One, but my 4K UHD Blu-ray of Ready Player One looks and sounds way better than the 4K UHD there. And Tiger Claw says uh, 4K Blu-ray is roughly around 80 uh, Mbps, megabits per second. In quality, megabytes per second, I think. No, the lowercase b is bits. Megabits per second in quality. When it comes to streaming, 4K streams are at around 25. And there's a difference. If you have a good enough setup, if you have a good enough setup, yes, you can tell that the 4K UHD Blu-ray looks so much better and sounds so much better than what you get off of streaming. S. Jeremy Matt says, let's not forget about ISPs throttling streaming services during the height of the pandemic when everyone was streaming. The bit rates were not great with certain ISPs. Yeah, I mean, uh, this ISPs were shaking down Netflix and throttling Netflix streams. Spectrum was a big offender, says S. Jeremy Matt. And S. Jeremy Matt says, everyone have to stream uh, their 4K UHD movie is going to be fun with folks with data caps. Yes. I mean, my I have a data cap of one terabyte or it's like i think it's 1200 gigabytes it's a little bit oh it's like 1.2 terabytes now they were nice and gave me an extra 200 gigs uh gave everybody an extra 200 gigs after the pandemic when they actually suspended the data caps and it was everything was just fine uh but yeah so 10 gigabytes an hour so that basically means like if you want to do the math um so a two-hour movie which most movies are not two hours anymore they're like two and a half now. Uh, that would be 20 gigabytes per movie. Um, so five movies for every 100 gigabytes. You know, if you watch a lot of movies and do other things, watch a lot of TV, because that's also a, four, a TV show in 4K, is also 10 gigabytes an hour. Um, you're, you're only watching like 50, 50 movies. You know? Um, so ZedMonkey11 says, can you still order Blu-rays from Best Buy's online store? Today, yes. January, no. Best Buy is not selling them online. Uh, Amazon is going to be where you're going to get them. Uh, and uh, Walmart and Target so far have not said that they're going to pull out of the market. But um, there's, I've heard somebody else say that Walmart might be going out of the market, but I haven't read that yet. This is a, kind of a harbinger to f- things to come because younger people, younger generation have really embraced the streaming aspect. They have embraced not having to have a physical thing because they see my generation with these shelves and shelves of stuff 
that is no longer necessary. And that's just clutter. And, you know, they where whereas generations before us, and I, I know this because I've had to deal with the, my parents' stuff, uh, that they didn't grow up with much. So the accumulation of stuff and the hoarding of stuff was part of that generation because they grew up with so little. Now they have so much. Well, now we're having the people that see all the clutter from their parents and they're like, we don't want that. So they're seeing and they're like, yes, bring on the streaming, get rid of discs. It's wasteful. It's wasteful for the environment. It takes up space. It's clutter. Let's just have everything online. It's so much more convenient. And it is like it is. There was a 1992 campaign uh, from AT&T. And I bring this up like once a year, it seems. A 1992 ad campaign. It had Tom Selleck as the narrator. And it, it had all these futuristic visions. And one of those futuristic visions, it said, was, what you know, can you imagine seeing whatever movie you want whenever you want it? And it showed kids, like, doing a, a thing, uh, you know, navigating a menu on a TV. And all, that entire ad campaign basically came true. Because it said, you will. The only lie in those commercials was it, the tagline at the end of it was, and the company that will bring it to you is AT&T. That was the lie. That was the part that didn't come true. Everything else came true. So, you know, having every movie at your fingertips, basically, is now what the, the next generation expects because that's what they've had. So they're like, yeah, I don't want physical games because this is how I'm tying it into the video game podcast. I don't want physical games. I don't want physical... I mean, PC gaming, we already got rid of physical games on the PC side. Steam killed physical games 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And right now, Best Buy is still going to carry physical video games, but if you look on their shelves, there's not that much. They don't carry that many. They'll carry all the cards. You can buy the card that gets you the digital version of the game, uh, but but they won't carry they don't carry that many of the actual games themselves or the ones that are there are shovelware, so they're the games you wouldn't want anyway. And Tiger Claw says even music isn't physical anymore, except for you're right because Best Buy got rid of their CD department years ago actually, so they haven't sold music CDs. However, vinyl came back in, and Best Buy's vinyl selection is bigger than their movie selection and bigger than their game selection. You can walk in there and you can find vinyl. They sell vinyl, which sucks because now that I'm into vinyl, vinyl's expensive again. It was great when I could buy vinyl for used vinyl for like two bucks for a great album. Now that great album's like twenty bucks because everybody's getting back into it. This there's going to be a time that the, that the major retailers are going to say we're just not going to sell physical games anymore. So you're going to have to download 130 gigs of Forza Motorsport, even though that is literally one-tenth, you know, about close to one-tenth of your monthly data cap. Or Starfield being 135 gigs. A lot of these games that are on Game Pass that are the big AAA releases, they're 135 gigs. PlayStation 5 is no different. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, it's on two discs. A disc can hold like 150 gigs. So if it's on two discs, like if I'm trying to download that, that's probably, you know, one-fifth of my data cap just to download that game. This is, and unfortunately, like, I wish I could say there's something we could do to stop it. We're not going to be able to stop it because they're just reacting to the market. The market is saying, and there are even people in in the chat, like Breakman, who I am going to forget when I become rich and famous, saying I'm totally with today's kids. 
you know, uh, I have rubber bins filled with old game systems that are no, doing no good for anyone. And, and Breakman doesn't want physical copies of anything more. It's, it's all crap. It takes up space. As Sherman says, Best Buys have been branching out and remodeling their stores. Now they will sell Pelotons and other smart workout equipment, e-bikes, and other electronic bike uh, type stuff. Some brick-and-mortar stores have to evolve to survive. That is what Best Buy is trying to do here. Honestly, can't blame them, but it is a bummer. No. And I, I actually, I literally was in a Best Buy this morning uh, because I had to go run in and pick up something, and thankfully I could. And that's what I like about brick-and-mortar stores is I needed something. I needed it quick. I could have gotten it from Amazon, but it would have taken a day to get here. And I, I just ran into Best Buy, picked it up. Uh, and, and, and got it and, and it, everything worked and everything was great. And I, I was on time, uh, when I needed it, Best Buy is reinventing itself. And yes, like the entire center is like all these Pelotons and, and, and stuff, but they are also doing like, there's a whole streaming section. Like I used to be like, man, I, you know, where can I get a, you know, uh, I need to get a new capture card. Well, now I can just go down to Best Buy and they've got the whole social media section and you can get Elgato equipment and, capture cards and and everything just just right there uh so they're kind of catering to that but it's it's stuff that has to be physical if it doesn't have to be physical best buy is probably not going to sell it anymore uh best buy will sell you the tv but not any discs to run on the tv because you're just going to stream it anyway as Jeremiah says they're trying to reinvent themselves before it's too late like what radio shack tried to do i mean yeah, and one of the other ways the Best Buy reinvented themselves is they uh, changed their loyalty program to you only get points if you use their credit card and get their interest rates, like their 25% interest rate or whatever on their credit card. That's the only way you can get points. If you use their card and get 0% financing for like two months, you don't get any points anymore. And I used to rack up points all the time, but they got rid of that. So uh, I used to be an Elite Plus member at Best Buy and not anymore. Not anymore. The Breakman says, I miss Radio Shack every time I need a new AC a t- cable or adapter. Yeah, uh, I miss Fry's because Fry's is where I would go for that stuff. And they all, Fry's Electronics all, all went away. Let's talk about, the, this was a long topic. It was about movies, but it, I, I tied it back to games because this is, this is where we're headed. And I am sad about it. I, I am. But it's also, it's going to happen. So at some point I'm going to have to adapt and figure out what I do next. Um, so AI is taking over, uh, entertainment and, uh, this is another way that AI has been taking over entertainment. Uh, Bloomberg reports that Polish video game developer CD project, uh, used artificial intelligence technology in its latest release to recreate the voice of an actor who passed away. The voice of the late, and I am going to pronounce this wrong because I do not know how to pronounce Polish names. Uh, Milogos Recek. I I don't even know. I don't even know if that's right. But he's a popular Polish voice actor who died in 2021. He was reproduced by an AI algorithm for the Polish language release of Phantom Liberty, the new uh, expansion to Cyberpunk 2077. In a statement to Bloomberg, the company said it received permission from his family to do this and that it had considered replacing him in the expansion and re-recording his lines in the original game, but decided against it. CD Projekt Localization Director... uh, 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 Mikolai Swad, which is probably also not how you pronounce it, uh, said said in a statement, quote, we didn't like this approach. Uh, he was the be- w- one of the best Polish voice talents, and his performance in the game as the Dr. Victor Vector was stellar, unquote. 
Instead, CD Projekt hired a different voice actor to perform new lines for the role and then used a Ukraine-based voice cloning software called Respeecher to create an algorithm that would alter the dialogue to sound like the deceased actor. Uh, He said, quote, this is the way we could keep his performance in the game and pay tribute to his wonderful performance as Victor Vector, unquote. The, The sons of the deceased voice actor were very supportive of this. The rapid rise of generative AI, which can produce text, image, and voice from prompts, has raised ethical and practical questions about its use in creative work across the entertainment industry. Film franchises like Star Wars have used technology to replace dead actors such as Carrie Fisher and Peter Cushing, while the use of artificial intelligence has become a sticking point during strikes by the writers and actors this year. Last month, the video game voice actors authorized a strike ahead of negotiations with gaming companies over various topics, including the use of AI to recreate their work without permission. They say, quote, uh, the unregulated use of artificial intelligence poses an existential threat to anyone who makes their living using their voice, image, or performance, unquote. And that's according to union leader Ray Rodriguez, which I do know how to pronounce that name. Uh, so voice actors aren't on strike. Video game voice actors are not on strike yet. They're not even up for negotiations yet. They're on the current contract, but they have the authorization to do so. And, uh, and Zamonkey11 says they've been doing this since at least 2001. When Aaliyah died, they used her brother to finish her movie lines. Then they doctored it to sound like Aaliyah. Uh, I mean, there is also a very famous voice actor who has given permission. James Earl Jones has given uh, Disney and Lucasfilm permission to use AI to continue his voice as Darth Vader. Uh, because James Earl Jones can't do it anymore, obviously. Uh, but uh, he's still with us, but he's he's retired from voice acting, but he is allowed uh, for AI to continue using his voice for Darth Vader. Um, and as Sharon and Matt just even brought that up, he gave his blessing for his voice samples to be used for AI tech so his voice can live on as Darth Vader. Questbush says, I actually got to this point in uh, Phantom Liberty and the voice sounded slightly off, but in a way I thought it was an older version of him since after so many years away from the role. But the AI story also explained why. Now, here's the thing. Questbuster. It's not in the English version. This is in the Polish version of the game. This isn't the English voice actor. The, so if it sounded different to you, it's not because of this. I don't think the English voice actor changed uh, in the English version. Yeah, so so they've been doing, like, Questbuster says in the movie Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, they re- uh, recreated Laurence Olivier's voice and face for parts of the film back in 2004. I mean, they... Yes, and and you've also seen like the Forrest Gump, t- you know, stuff that they put that in. There, there, that was using it wasn't using AI. That was done by hand, but it was very painstakingly done by hand. Uh, but also, we've had the de aging technology. So, like, if you watch Tron Legacy, which I'm going to bring up, they've got a de aged Jeff Bridges. So Jeff Bridges was there, but then they used technology, and I don't think it was really AI then. They probably would call it AI now because the AI is just so broad these days that uh, it can mean anything. Uh, but uh, but they've been using technology to change actors' performances and, and for a while. Uh, but a lot of that that was you know by permission. And Dark Soccer even says the heart of it is permission. Uh, so the, the deceased voice actor, uh, which I'm not going to try to say his name again because it's Polish and I don't know how to pronounce Polish names, and I'm not gonna not gonna try. Um, uh, he his his sons gave permission. Uh, because his his death was pretty pretty sudden from what it can kind of tell. And, you know, James Earl Jones gave permission, gave his blessing. And uh, Podculture says uh, Mandalorian had a DH Mark Hamill. uh, And then Dark Soccer said Hamill contractually gave permission. I I I believe he was even on set. Like, that was, like, it was a different actor, but Mark Hamill, I believe, at one of some of those times, was on set 
to, you know, kind of guide the actor to be able to do things. Dark Tatsia says, I've seen some people object to the family permission thing. Like, it's not really up to you. Um, uh, it, it Legally, it is. Um, it depends on who is uh, the owner of the owner of the estate. And I know this because I've been going through this, um, not for entertainment. My parents were not entertainers. But uh, as the executor of the estate, uh, the name, image, and likeness of the person who passed away is part of the estate. And that is part of the value of the estate. So legally, yes, the people who are, who own the estate do have the say of what can be done with the name, image, and likeness of that estate. And if the person never told them, I'd like, if the person put in their will, do not use my, you know, do not use my voice and, and stuff for AI training, then they would, they don't have to be bound to honor it, but they they're supposed to take that into consideration. I don't think, I don't think that legally they. I don't know how that all works. Uh, but if the actor never said anything, or if AI didn't exist when they passed away, uh, then the estate, it's up to the executors to decide what he would have wanted, because it is ultimately owned by the estate. And so that that's what an executor does. I am the executor of an estate, so I know all about this. I am also the only beneficiary of the estate, so uh, it's all up to me. But, uh, you know, my mom wasn't an entertainer or anything, so I don't have to worry about name, image, likeness. But if she was, it would be up to me. I would get to decide. So uh, we are going to take a quick music break because uh, I can determine that. Uh, we're going to take a quick music break, and then we will be back to talk more. Uh, and if you want to call in, uh, we do have a green room voice chat channel. If you want to call in and be a part of the show live uh, over on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. This is the time to get into it. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Hey, this is Breakman, and you're listening to the Bobby Blackwell Show live on vognetwork.com. Feedback not included. See, that's why when I get rich and famous, I'm going to not forget anybody except Breakman. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for that bumper a while ago, Breakman. If you want to leave a bumper, all I got to do is send me uh, an MP3 with just your voice. Uh, I will choose what DMCA violation put behind it or a video of just you uh, because we do take do this live on Twitch so I can play video. Uh, as saying that you're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show or we're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. Remember when I was talking earlier about uh, those AT&T ads and people were like, I don't know what those what those are. Let me see if I can find like because th- these were amazing. And I'm going to see if I can find see fi- find the one that has I think it's this one. Yeah. So so check this out. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, these are commercials that aired on television in 1992. Have you ever renewed your driver's license? Machine. Nice picture. You will. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT&T. Okay, so that, that part, that last part's a lie. It was not AT&T that brought any of this to us. Have you ever watched the movie you wanted to? The minute you wanted to? That's Netflix. Learn special things. That's all taken from jazz. Know any questions from faraway places? Yes, we do that. Where did jazz come from? Good question. Or tucked your baby in. Okay, well, not from a phone booth, but from your phone. You will. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT&T. That part's wrong. It was not AT&T. Have you ever kept an eye on your home when you're not at home? Yes, I have. Or 
gotten a phone call How is your day? on your wrist. Yes, we have. You will. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT&T. Once again, still not AT&T. It was mostly Apple. Have you ever opened doors? I'm home. With the sound of your voice. That was Aunt Alexa. Her car, please. Carried your medical history in your wallet. Yeah, yeah, we, we do that. Yep. Yep. I did it just uh, just the other day. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT and T. Once again, not AT and T. Have you ever had a classmate who's thousands of miles away? Yep. I haven't, but kids today have. Yeah. Conducted business in a language you don't understand. Yeah, we can do that now. Yeah. Kept an eye on your home when you're not. Yeah, we, we've already talked about that one, but yes, they've done that. You will, and the company that'll bring it to you, AT and T. Once again, not AT and T. Uh, was not the company that brought that to us. But uh, I loved. I remember those commercials when they came out, uh, and I loved them and stuff. And I was like, oh, but that you know that probably won't happen in my lifetime. And like now you look at those. And, like, there's another one that's, like, have you, like, chosen your concert ticket or bought a concert ticket from a kiosk and you could see your actual seat? Yes, we've done that, too. Um, like, there's stuff like the phone booth is incorrect. There's another one, like, have you ever sent a fax from the beach? Yes, we've texted from the beach and, and stuff like that. So, uh, and, and people are saying, well, I mean, AT&T, like, but is, like, you know, I had AT&T Internet and stuff. But no, 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 no. The company that brought them to you initially was not really AT&T. It was really like Apple and Google and Amazon. All of them brought specific parts of that technology to the mainstream. Uh, Apple doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that. Uh, and it wasn't AT&T. Now, I guess in a roundabout way, because AT&T was the exclusive home of the iPhone for the longest time, maybe you can use that. But really, I, I, I give Apple the credit, not AT&T. Um, so, uh, so, and, and Darksocker just says a lot of the techs, uh, this tech was already in testing by the successful companies as of that commercial, but as a, as, as a, as a wide-eyed young teenager at that time, because I'm obviously 29, uh, but as, as a youthful young teenager, I, I loved those commercials. I loved all of those commercials. Coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vlog network is Orange Lounge Radio. Three people out in Sacramento, California, who talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And have you ever hosted a a, a, a radio show with somebody across the country and had them appear right next to you with, with little to no lag? Uh, AT&T says you will. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Yes, I am here. And ironically... Uh, and I'm not on their payroll, but my home internet is is AT and T, and my cell phone provider AT and T. So, in a roundabout way, AT and T is bringing it to you. <laughs> this is being brought to us by AT and T. Now, Dark Soccer yes. asks, uh, did, did, they did not announce VTubers, or was Max Headroom an early VTuber? Uh, Max Headroom was early AI that, VTuber. Yeah. yeah, Max Headroom was definitely an early VTuber for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was based on the real dude's face, but like they totally like animated it up. And, and one could argue that Jim Henson 
was the yeah. original VTuber. Yeah. <laughs> because it, when he, whenever he had a puppet on his hand, he was a little more outgoing and stuff. It was, that's right. I mean, like that, that's like a little small tangent, but like seeing like reading interviews of people who knew Jim Henson, especially from like the 70s and 80s when the puppet show was big, he would like be this shy, timid person with like whoever was interviewing him, which I think I saw like a CBS This Morning interview. So what he did is he put on, he got Kermit out. And he was way more outgoing and felt way more comfortable talking to the same journalist as Kermit than he was as himself. I kind of can respect that because I definitely notice there's a different side of me that comes out when the when I'm on yeah. versus off. Like you, you don't yeah. swear on your show, but I no. hung out with you IRL. Yeah, you definitely swear IRL all the time. You know? <laughs> well, I'm also I'm and so it's interesting because I've also you, you've met some of my real life friends mm-hmm. and that I talk to all the time. But they go and see me with you on a panel or at, at any Dragon Con panel, and they're like, "Where's that guy? Like, where, 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 mm-hmm. when do we meet him? Mm-hmm. Because I'm more, I'm more kind of in control of the situation, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, it, there, there is the yes, I am on stage with a bigger microphone than you, so I'm a little more outgoing, I'm a little more able to do stuff, uh, and I'm not like that in a small crowd with my friends. So they never see that side of me. They're like, "Wow, you can project your voice. We didn't yeah. know that." That's very much me when I'm hosting gigs at, you know, mm-hmm. like a sold out theater or something. I'm very much in an on mode. Uh, in fact, last night I was doing a show. Uh, we had some audio fail and I had to improvise for a good 15 minutes. So I went around just randomly interviewing people in the um, audience in costume. So I had to be on, 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 on. Right. But like you're saying, that's like a very different type of mode, because if I'm at a party and somebody expects me, I, I'm usually a little more shy and reserved in yeah. the corner if I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And somebody will be like, what's going on? You're so outgoing. It's like, because I'm in control of the situation in the theater when I have the microphone. Yep. I'm not in control of the party situation. Yeah. And I, it's it's just, it's hard for me to kind of get to know people in that sort of environment. But once yeah. once I break the ice, I'm pretty outgoing. But it just, I can be shy at first. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, it, this is, you know, I don't mean this in, in a bad way, but it's the only word I can think of. It's like a power dynamic. I have the power when I'm up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I can do more. And yes, like people can still heckle and kind of throw me off my game, but it's less mm-hmm. likely. Whereas if I am in a conversation within like kind of a roundabout room, somebody else will interrupt me and me being a good Southern gentleman, I will stop talking. See, and I've gotten real good at clapping back at the hecklers over the years. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's, but the, it, it is what it is. It's just a, you know, a different skill that I have. So it's whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, but like, I will let people interrupt me. I'm excited to see what mode Bobby is at Games Done Quick. Yes. (laughs) Express uh, this coming week at TwitchCon. First, first time on camera with GDQ. Yeah. And so I hope, I hope you get an earpiece so I can give you crap. Like you gave me crap when I hosted that charity event like 10 years ago. So like, you're official. You got a headpiece. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, they do. They just do full over ear headsets. So oh. that that's what they always that's what they do at the mainline events. Oh, so they they oh, don't sorry. have earpieces or lapel mics. It's it's a it's a full on headset. It's the same type of headset I actually wear when I'm hosting. So I'm already yeah, used to your it. hour. I no, know. I'm, kidding. I'm, totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. And hopefully it'll be the start of a fruitful relationship doing that type of stuff. Uh, it's not fun. and it's not something they can do during the mainline GDQ. So they, they even they're kind of excited that like they can get some of the hosts involved. Uh, a mm-hmm. little bit more than they can in a mainline GDQ. So, uh, and hey, I get to get into the place early because I'm going to be an exhibitor technically. So I got my, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have nice. an exhibitor badge. But, uh, and thankfully, everybody I wanted to meet and greet aren't in the official meet and greets. 
Yeah. And that's, you were kind of asking a little bit about what TwitchCon is all about before. And for me, that's what it, there, there are literally zero people doing those meet and greets that I'm interested in meeting yep. and standing in line. Like when it comes to Twitch people, I'm very like, I am not one of your fans, but there are people I do really enjoy that I feel like I've mm -hmm. gotten to know. And I do feel like it's kind of like, oh, TwitchCon is that place where we've all agreed that set date and time to come together and meet. Very similar to BlizzCon for mm -hmm. me. Uh, especially when I played WoW more heavily, was that like, yeah. oh, that's the place where all my WoW friends agreed we're all going to meet at you know this particular place and you know I'll get together. It's very that with TwitchCon. Um, so I just like being around those type of people. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's stuff to do. I don't I don't think you'll be bored. I didn't realize how long it was. I was thinking back. I was like. Was San Diego from 10 to 7? I thought it was like 10 to 5. But there's some really good main programming events, too. The drag show will be amazing if you can make it. I think it's in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the stuff they do on the main stage is really good. So, um, you know, I certainly won't be bored. But will I feel like, oh, if I don't go open a close, I'm missing something. If I leave a little early to go have dinner with some Internet friends. Mm -hmm. early, no, it's yeah do do yeah. what you got to do it's vegas yeah yeah no and i'll be i'm hopefully hanging out with like gdq people and stuff because it's going to be real interesting because gdq is normally a 24-hour event mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so if you you don't get to hang out with a lot of the staff because they're running around because something's going on and mm -hmm. gdq express also ends when twitchcon closes for the day yep it, whereas in san diego in 2019 the last time they did it it ran 24 7 or 20, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. it, it ran 24 hours because I think there were portions of TwitchCon that were available to be 24 hours. Hmm. And so they had runs at, you know, 2 in the morning at TwitchCon uh, hmm. in 2019. So, But they can't do that this time around. So, Interesting. So maybe, maybe I'll get to, you know, make some friends over there and, and, and get to see people. I'm excited. Like, I'm excited about going to Vegas for the first time and, and, uh, and attending a convention I've never attended. Well, let me know when you go to the Pinball Museum, because Alan and I would sure like to go again as yeah. well. Saturday is my day I'm not working. Hmm. So that that would be kind of the big day. But we'll talk. I mean, because I think I get in before you, but we can still meet up and talk and figure out. Because I, I think, like, I don't think it's open, like, late at night. Like, so it's it's definitely a daytime thing, too. So it would have to be, like, during TwitchCon. Going Imagine to being able thing. to plan evening plans from the device in the palm of your hand and the company that will bring it to you <laughs> is Verizon. Oh, just and AT&T, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, so what else are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Well, we'll we'll probably go a little deeper on the ABK Microsoft yeah. stuff than you did. I know it's been ongoing for years and years, but it is a pretty big moment. And, you know, obviously we want to know what happens to Bobby Kotick. Is he fired yet? No, but we'll get into some of the reasons for that when we get into the show. Um, another big headline from this week. We now know who the new Mario voice actor is. Mm -hmm. uh, the Internet really tried to sleuth this and they got it wrong. Uh, but we know who the uh, voice actor is now. We'll talk a little bit about that as well as a brand new PlayStation 5 uh, version being announced. So that's something to look mm -hmm. forward to this holiday and a uh, pretty neat story. We like to hear about gaming, doing good things out there. And we have uh, news about how gaming is helping folks with Parkinson's. So all we'll right. get into all of that on tonight's show. Orange Lounge Radio is up next and I will see Rob and Jamie next week in person. I feel like I just saw you next yeah. week. Yeah, you just saw me. Yeah, yeah it was just, yeah. just a couple of days ago. I can't uh, wait. We can do this joke all over again. I, I feel like I just saw you, and then then we'll have to get you back out here for Christmas for something, and and just so we can just keep saying, oh, "I think I just saw you," oh, or now, I have to go that, out there. I have to go out that, there. 
Yeah, the, I was like, that thing we were talking about for the first half of next year in Atlanta really has to happen now, wink, wink, nudge. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, Armstrong Radio is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back in two weeks here on the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us and interact with the show directly. Uh, you can find me. I'm going to be around on social media posting probably when we're skies are blue. It's bobbyblackwolf.com. Uh, but also I've got like an Instagram that is sometimes maybe I'll like now that I'm going somewhere, I'm going to be posting pictures. Maybe it goes on Instagram. Maybe I do something on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, but you can find me or all around there at Bobby Black Wolf. And next week at TwitchCon, if you are going to be there, I am going to be on the Games Done Quick Express stage starting on uh, opening up on Friday and Sunday. So that is 10 a.m. Pacific, which is where TwitchCon is, or 1 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash gamesdonequick. I'm going to be on camera on Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern and Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern and then hosting for the next couple hours. So you can come watch us see some great speed runs as well. Um, So, uh, yeah, so if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody. But it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. They don't need to. Uh, You being here is really all we ask for. But I do want to thank the people who did uh, uh, contribute more to help with Vogue Network. Um, So thank you so much uh, to Podculture who resubscribed earlier today. You, You thought I wouldn't see that, did you? I saw it. I saw it. Thank you so much for that. Tyclaw resubscribed. Thank you so much. Uh, Rob Roberts resubscribed. Once again, thank you so much. Uh, S. Sharon Matz cheered 300 bits saying, Bobby New Vegas. I, I hope that uh, I hope that it's not a radioactive wasteland. when you get it. That's going to be the thing. Is it a radioactive wasteland and everybody's just been lying to me and it's like, ha <laughs> wait till Bobby finds out it's a radioactive wasteland. There's really not all that much stuff there, which is <laughs> long con. Um... Sean322 cheered 200 bits for the hype train, uh, then shared another 200 bits saying, put these 200 biddies on black for me. Beat that level one train. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and that did uh, get us to a level two hype train. We completed at level two. Uh, so thank you so much for that. And then we YYR just now resubscribed. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for the, for all that. I will now hit this button and I will see you next week or in two weeks. But if you're at in your your Vegas and TwitchCon, come find me. Come, come find me there. And if you're not if you're in Vegas and not at TwitchCon, you'll probably still be able to find me because I'm not going to spend the whole time at the convention center. Uh, there's the button. Uh, so also thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much. Look for me over at Games Done Quick, twitch.tv slash Games Done Quick next Friday and Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.